Adventures, and then by the episode What Was Missing, which is very gay. It, I like, love this episode so much. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I watched it twice um, in one day. And uh, it starts to like the pick up. One? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! I like, yeah. I like, had that gay yeah. feeling. Yeah. Well, it's like if somebody, because the whole, they're like, you were trying to teach us a lesson about friendship, and the door lord's like, aha, huh? and then they kick the shit out of him anyway. They're Those like, hey, fuck you! You stole all our stuff. I want to talk about the the have 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 you uh, homosexuals in the room ever experienced <laughs> that like that 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 this is gay feeling in the pit of your stomach that's like very yes. fulfilling that's like, like oh. Yeah. This Most is days. gay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like when you're experiencing a piece of media like that, mm-hmm. um, like Sailor Moon for you, for instance, mm-hmm. Wendy, and you're like, oh. I feel it in a gay place. Yeah, See, it's, it's in the gay know. organ. I was so you're little when I first started watching Sailor Moon. I started getting that when I was little, though. I don't know if I remember. You're a special guy, Kai. I was little. I am? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to If It's Gay We Play, a podcast where we reminisce on our gay feelings. I'm Kai, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm Hannah, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And we have a special guest today in honor of uh, Celebrate Bisexuality Day. <laughs> also, <laughs> I thought that's what it was called. Isn't it called bise- Bisexual Visibility Day? I. Yeah, it's both. It's yeah. both. It's both. Los Dos. Anyway, uh, Wendy's here. Hi. Say hi, Wendy. Hi, I'm Wendy. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Wendy's here, but yeah. local bisexual of note, Wendy. Yes. Wendy, we're so excited to have you. I'm Wendy. I'm bisexual. I like cats. I'm 30 years old. I'm just looking for somebody. Who's- <laughs> <laughs> this is now a dating show where we try to oh find my God, that is so eligible fun. partners for our friends. <laughs> Actually, I'm in a relationship already. So. Yeah, so. Yes. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. Sorry, sorry, folks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. already taken. Um, Adventure Time's great. Yeah, Hannah and I have just he been bidding the it. fuck out of Adventure Time over the past couple of days, and wow. Like week or so. Yeah. Kai, yeah, Kai hadn't seen it before. I've never seen it. And I, no, I saw the first two or three seasons. Yeah, but you didn't, like, remember But it. I didn't, For like, For all intents and purposes, it. you hadn't know, seen it. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it was, okay, listen. Um, <laughs> Look. Listen, Look and but, listen. But but I've just been having such a good time watching it. We were just talking about some of the gay feelings that I experienced yeah. watching it. What was it. missing is the, that's where my arm tattoo mm-hmm. is from. And then from that episode forward, it like starts to get more emotional gravitas. And then by the end, which I'm almost to, it's like, it's yeah. just perfect. I fully caught it's up to where Hannah was. Uh, Hannah is in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have three episodes left. And, um... We haven't seen the finale, so please don't spoil it for us. I just gonna talk about poop for a second. Okay. I use some of that poopery stuff, and I can like still feel it in the. It's so strong. I wouldn't recommend using it. It's like chemicals. Isn't it not? Isn't it like essential oils? Uh, Man, I I think it's it's not chemicals. I don't think it's chemicals. Well, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, the smell's really strong. I can still like taste it in the back of my throat. Oh, I think I might have like used too much. Into your sinuses. I'm bit. so sorry. <laughs> I I can't smell anything, so I can't tell you if that's mm-hmm. like just you or not. Just taking a sip of Lacroix. Yeah, uh, this is. Wouldn't now it be a LaCroix cool podcast. if we could get <laughs> sponsored by Lacroix? Well, we're still looking for Tomboy X. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the coolest shit on earth. Tomboy X Lacroix. They still haven't gotten back a hold of us. They said that they would, and they haven't. <laughs> well, we should email. We gotta, you know. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get on that. I know. Fortune I'm... favors the bold, Kai. Oh, jeez. 
Okay, well, um... <laughs> why were you... Why didn't that elicit such a response? <laughs> I, just, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to hear it. I don't want any more sponsorships. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> what? We have zero. What are you, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Um, what the fuck is coming out of please, your mouth? I just, please, I just God, don't to give us any money. keep doing this. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to get paid. I'm not here for the money. Um... Jesus Christ. Wendy is. All right. We'll, we'll hide this. They had to pay me. They don't actually know anyway. Hide it from everyone. We don't want followers. Just we don't want attention. Me. We don't want money. We're just here to Leave shout, us at alone. The, shout at each other in our kitchen. And masturbate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but like separately. Yeah, not in a weird, <laughs> not in a weird way. Yeah, not while we're recording the podcast. Saying it that way makes it sound like we're masturbating right now. <laughs> I hate we're definitely not. Nobody has ever masturbated while recording so this podcast. So, what's the gayest thing you've done this week, everyone at the table? Um, uh, Should we let the guest go first? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. I get to think. Oh, gosh. Well, I think probably the gayest thing that I've done this week is be on a podcast about oh. being gay and playing video games, which Aww. are both Aww. things which are near and dear to my heart. Oh, Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Oh, shucks. <laughs> We're so delighted to have yeah. you. Yeah. Um, What's the gayest thing you've done this week? The ga- I realized this while I was walking down the stairs after our group, uh, like, going to the bathroom. Okay. I was like... Again, you did not masturbate <laughs> at the same time. Nobody... I mean, I'm sure at some point in time we've all been masturbating at the same time. Yeah, we live together but for it's a never, year. It's it never been happened. like a planned event. No, it's never been <laughs> planned. With loss involved. Um, so anyway, uh, the gayest thing I've done this week, I realized that... Uh, I'm in this massage therapy program right now. You just realized that? (laughs) What? (laughs) I just woke up one day. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm in massage therapy school. It's been 40 hours. (laughs) It's like a bad dream where you're showing up. You have to take a test. I've been having that dream a lot lately. I I keep having... That happens to me all the time. I keep having the stress dream where, like, I, like, didn't do good enough and I have to go back to high school or some shit. Or, like, I didn't... Like, I have to, like, fake my grades for my mom? Like, I've been having that stress dream lately. Oh, well, anyway, um, can I say my thing? Yeah, Kai realized they were in a massage therapy <laughs> That's very gay of me. <laughs> However, I have yet to massage a uh, heterosexual person in this program, actually. We have, like... Uh, body work where we do body work on other students and I realized what? in massage therapy school? Uh-huh. and I realized that I uh, have not uh, massaged a straight person yet every Great. single person that I massaged in the class has been queer so far amazing uh, hopefully that trend will continue uh, it likely will not and that's okay I am perfectly fine to massage both straight and queer and otherwise human <laughs> beings um, just thought it was funny cats cats dogs horses have you ever seen that video uh, that cat nope. mis- <laughs> Okay, great. Have <laughs> you ever seen that um, video that was popular on the internet, uh, Cat Massage? I don't know if it was popular on the internet or if it was just popular. Henry knows what I'm talking about. Henry just walked in. Uh, that was po- I don't know if it was just popular in my theater program or if it was popular on the whole internet. Whole internet, says Henry. And it was this, like, old white lady. And, uh, oh, no. <laughs> t- like, doing a little YouTube how-to, uh, which I think, like, in earnest about how to, like, give a cat a massage. <laughs> I love this. Uh, and, uh, what, what was the fucking cat's name? Anyway, she sings this little song to her cat, and she's like, who's the best cat in the United States? It's you, <laughs> name of cat. It's you. <laughs> so I sing that to Tori sometimes. Wow. Is that a part of the wow. massage? Yeah. I feel like... Yeah. 
It's extremely pure. It's like good. it's very wholesome. Yeah. Uh, and she talks about having to massage their powerful chest muscles. <laughs> it's very wholesome. Um, Hannah, what's the gayest thing you've done this week, though? Uh, great question. Thank you. Funny. I ask it every week. I, <laughs> what <laughs> is this a podcast? No. Um, Hannah secretly has short-term memory loss. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. Great question. I don't know what great. I've done this week. I've been sick mostly. We, we watched a lot of Adventure Time. We, we did watch a lot of Adventure Time. We made a lot time. of dinner. Mits, a lot of dinners. Farmer's market. Oh, I went to the Farmer's Market. That was pretty really gay. gay. Thank you. That's um, very, very gay. Yep. I went to the Farmer's Market in my oh, workout clothes because yeah. I was going to go to the gym right <laughs> after. So I was like... I transformed into one of those specific type of lesbians, and also I would love to be that specific type of heavily tattooed, super swole woman who's always yeah. wearing workout clothes. Um, <laughs> like butch athleisure. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what she looked like. Yeah. Um, and uh, I bought new workout shoes. I went to REI. I guess this is kind of gay. It's kind of gay. I went to REI, which is gay. Uh-huh. And um, I... <laughs> The, there's a giant REI in downtown Denver because Colorado is the way that it is. Yep. And it took me, it is the most confusing fucking store in the world. Uh, it took me an entire 10 minutes to just figure out where the shoes were. <laughs> Have you been to an Ikea? Oh, I've been to an Ikea. But Ikea was less confusing because Ikea, you're like railroaded through uh, REI, the downtown REI is more of an open world experience. You kind of have to like figure out where anything is it doesn't really give you any direction it's like the dark souls of stores um and in uh ikea at least you are on a path and you just run into things on the path you know what i'm saying i don't know but in dark souls you actually like can't really sequence break the game all that much that's true a whole bunch of money it's just it's from person has not played dark souls it's that way in that you are thrown into the game with no it doesn't really explain anything to you initially um I say no having played system. maybe, yeah, maybe inside two hours of, of Dark Souls. Yeah, no nav it, system it, inside of REI. It was extremely <laughs> no confusing. I walked no up and down several flights of stairs. I had oh. no idea where I was. Like, I had no, absolutely no clue. And I wasn't about, I could have asked somebody, but at that point, it wasn't like a shameful, I'm not going to, like, too embarrassed to ask. It was just like, at this point, I'm in it for the ride. Are they on and the I'm, second floor, the shoes? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. There, it's very confusingly laid out. I was unclear even while I was in the footwear section where in space and time I was. And then it took me another like four or five minutes to figure out where the cash registers were after I got my shoes. Oh boy. The process of picking out shoes was very efficient. Um, the man was very helpful. Uh, so that's probably the gayest thing. I started going back to the gym. Um, yeah, like instantly you started going back to the gym and then you were there every day. It was wild. Yeah, I ch- I'm turning back into my gym rat self. Love it. Today I took a nap instead of going to the gym. I'm proud of you for everything you did. And I would have fallen asleep mid-sentence if I hadn't done that. You uh, might anyway. I think that's probably the gayest thing I've done cool. this week is go to REI and buy shoes. Uh, Which is a specific type of like mountain gay, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, you're wearing a flannel. Yeah. I am. You're pulling it off. Yeah. What? What? Oh, you say pulling it off. Yeah. I thought you said you're falling off. It was like also true, <laughs> but I not this. This outfit isn't particularly that way. No, no, no. I look really. like one of those old, like aging punk dads who like listens to the Menzingers and 
dresses like this. Yeah. You know? My friend Taylor dresses like that, and he's an, a punk dad. <laughs> Incredible. That's what I look like. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. That's what I'm here More for. More like punk daddy, am I right? Folks. No. Uh. Uh, don't worry about it. Um. What you playing? Hey, Kai. Friend. What you playing? Hey, I am, uh, oh gosh, still playing We Happy Few. I played mm-hmm. maybe like, I don't know, three hours of it the other night. I just had kind of a hard time getting sucked back into it because I had put it down for so long. It's one of those games, you know, where you're, like, picking up, like, Dragon Age Inquisition or, like, I don't know, any other Bioware games. games Yeah, a lot of open world games that have a lot of quests. It's just, like, it had so many quests waiting for me. Now it's, like, I don't remember starting half of these, and I do not (laughs) have any engagement in, like, where this is going to go. And I'm the kind of person that will do every single thing that you can do in the game. Same. Um... So, like, I I have yet to continue the plot for this game in probably, like, ten hours or some shit. And I just have all these side quests, and it's like, yeah, this is a good game. Sure. I'm having <laughs> a good time. There uh, are mixed reviews on the internet of yeah, Happy Few. The Polygon world... loved it. Everyone else who reviews games who, like, you know, IGN and shit yeah. um, seems to disagree good mic noise um the, the world is still very interesting and i'm still engaged in the stories in like the main story that is happening i have no idea where it's gonna go um i think i need to engage more with like some of the uh the objects and like the literature that you can find in the game um just to get more of like the world building that they have put obviously a lot of effort into because there's just a lot of references to like dystopian literature and stuff in there I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to play it at some point over the weekend because I have some more free time, but we'll, we'll see, y'all. Yeah. So is it kind of like the Siren series where you switch which character you're playing as, like, as the story progresses? And yes. They each have, now, do their stories overlap? Like, do, do the timelines overlap, or does it is it sequential? The... I don't know if the timelines overlap, but the character... So the character that you are in the beginning is named Arthur, and he meets the two other people that you will be playing as. Um, I, I feel like the timelines might overlap a little bit, maybe, but I I don't know because I'm still in the first character that you're playing as. Gotcha. And it, it, like, it progresses through the characters linear, linearly. Like, you don't go back and play as Arthur again. Interesting. To my knowledge. Interesting. Um, so we'll see. I literally have no idea where this story is going to go. Fascinating. But I will keep you all updated as it continues. It's kind of exciting when you like actually can't predict where something mm-hmm. is going. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I kind of love that. Uh, that's part of the reason why I'm still playing is because yeah. I'm like, it's like reading a a good book that right. I actually care about the ending too. Well, that yeah, that's what um, the Polygon review that I read, which I trust Polygon's opinions above a lot of other people's opinions sure. because a, an actual diverse group of people works for Polygon. It's not just like a copy paste of the same white guy and b uh they have gotten rid of numerical rating systems and they just basically do like um sort of looking for like experiential reviews which Mm -hmm. i think is a lot more valuable than trying to like put this arbitrary totally yeah than trying to put this like arbitrary numerical categorization uh on games um and they the biggest thing they said was like it's such a unique like world and story um so yeah, I'm excited to see more of it. I might even play it myself. Who knows? Wild. 
wild. Wendy, have you played any video games this week? I have, and Hannah's going to be really embarrassed when I tell her that I've been playing Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that embarrassed. Everybody knows where I stand on Dark Souls. (laughs) Aaron's excited. Well documented. I love Dark Souls. Which one? I've been playing just the first one, actually. The the remastered? No, the the original on 360. I am perpetually behind on video games. Um, I don't have a current console, and my backlog dates back to the Mm mid-90s. Incredible. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I'm playing Dark Souls because uh, my uh, very good friend has video game YouTube channels, and uh, she has one that's ex- specifically devoted to the Dark Souls series. So oh, cool. I started watching her videos, and I was just like, ah, oh, damn it, now I have to play this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give her a shout out? Sure. Yeah. So her um, her main handle is uh, Marley's Tea Time. That's her main channel. So uh, YouTube Marley's Tea Time, and that's her general let's play. Um, and nerdy channel. We um, spell that. And it's uh, M A R L E Y apostrophe S T time, all one word. And um, that's a uh, mostly horror themed, but also just general um, YouTube channel. And currently, she's just finished a let's play of Deadly Premonition, which is the weirdest video game ever made, huh. ever. And That's only because um, Death Stranding has not come out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also looks more and more ridiculous. Okay, so I was very <laughs> into the no, no, the weird, like, supernatural, no, no direct villain vibe. But Japanese video game companies really love the anime-style villain. And uh-huh. so there's a new um, Tom Barker, is that his name? I don't know, dude. The guy who voiced Bioshock Infinite's character in Joel mm-hmm. and Last of Us. You're the one with the computer. Okay, well, that guy. <laughs> the Tom, Tom Barker? Tom Baker? It's not Tom Tom Barker, it's Tom, Tom Baker? <laughs> talking about Troy Souls? Baker? Hold on, Troy Baker, there you go. Oh, Wendy knew it the whole time. <laughs> See, he was just so far off. <laughs> you had no talking idea. about. <laughs> Tom Baker. Barker. Yes, so Troy Baker voices like all of your favorite video games. Sure. He's the villain in Death Stranding. Hmm. And oh. if you look up this new trailer... Um, Which I have yet to see. It's very silly. Show it to us after yeah. the show. It's very silly. It's basically, he's like an anime-type like villain who's like, hey, let's play like a fun game where you definitely die. It's <laughs> like anime <laughs> jigsaw. And then, like, yeah, basically. And he does even has like a crazy mask. Oh, yeah. He takes off, he's another mask underneath. And I'm like, why were you wearing the first mask? <laughs> it's like fucking... Uh, <laughs> Charles's <laughs> bit in the yeah. in what you do. It's like a That's gold a niche skull. reference that our listeners will love. Yeah. Skull, and then he takes off the gold skull and then his face is like a Don't spoil it for us. It's in it's the trailer. trailer. I, I meant don't spoil the trailer. It's very right. boring. It's a one minute trailer and literally all he does is he's like uh, yeah check this out and he fills up his gold mask with energy and then it becomes a giant like shadow Goop. Well, that's sure. Lion yeah. With the gold, I like that. With the gold Love mask. a good shadow goop. I. And I was just like, why? This was already interesting to me. It honestly lost. I'm less excited now, having seen that trailer. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's our Death Stranding update. I want to hear more about Dark Souls. Yes, and uh, oh, Wendy's yeah, YouTube and, channel. And yes. the other, her other channel is called uh, A Fine Estus Soup. Cool. Let's say A Fine Estus E S T U S, which is a reference to the Dark Souls series. So A Fine Estus Soup. Cool. And that's mm-hmm. her. Dark Souls series Let's Play channel. I'm gonna get into yeah. Dark Souls. Um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls and really enjoying it, and I kind of, like, I was really struggling in the beginning, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, also because I was, like, trying to use this completely garbage uh, sword that I had picked up, 
So I finally backtracked and went and got like an actually useful weapon. And then suddenly the game was a lot easier. Incredible. So <laughs> amazing how that works. Imagine that. But yeah, so I'm just kind of adjusting to like move sets and stuff and mm-hmm. figuring out how much there, there's this whole deal with like how much armor can you wear before it becomes impossible to like evade attacks. Right. So it's like you end up running around with this like amazing breastplate and no pants on. And in Dark Souls, <laughs> um, you spend most of Dark Souls hollow. So you're just like, your legs look like beef jerky. Uh huh. Oh. Um, Dark That's Souls. Yeah. Descriptive. <laughs> There's a lot of prime physical comedy in uh, Dark Souls. We have, I think it's coming out October 1st, but when we, we bought our uh, Switch from mm-hmm. a friend who had already pre ordered the Dark Souls remaster yeah. for the Switch. Uh, so when that comes out, we will get it, and uh, then I will play it. Yes, you and it will, will help play that I can, on the Switch. I can go, you know, anywhere I want and play Dark Souls. Yep. Um, what you playing? That's a Anna. good question. Thank I've, you. I really haven't been playing that many games this week. <laughs> what have you been playing? Well, I was about to say next. <laughs> um, I was. Let me keep talking. Uh, mostly just Mass Effect Three. I think is the only thing I've played this week. Because I think I play, I started God of War, but I think that was last. I don't know if that was last week. I, th- I, think I started God of War. I, whenever that happened, I have no fucking idea. Uh, I, <laughs> I've been opening at work a lot. Oh no, we talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I've been working, and I've been working days I don't normally work, so I don't. I have no idea what day it is. I just know I go to work today or I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've just been playing a little bit of Mass Effect Three. Um, I fucked up so bad yep. in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> oh, really? oh, well, yeah. mostly... How bad did you fuck oh, up? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. Um, I... So, mostly I fucked up really bad in Mass Effect 2. Mm. Um, and Tally got exiled. And I rewrote mm. The Heretics, which is two... Com- it's a combination of two bad Oops. things. Because I didn't have enough high, high enough, like, Paragon or Renegade score to save Tally from exile. Uh, which means in three, um, I did not have the option to make peace between the Geth and the Corians. Uh, so the first time I did it, uh, I did the th- I sided with the Geth because I was like, surely the option will come up, and it didn't. And then Tally throws herself off a fucking cliff. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very dramatic. I it's redid it to side with the Corians, which I do not. I feel very bad about, but also it's like. This is not, the game's been out for like 10 years, so it's not a spoiler. Legion dies either way, so you don't get him as a party member, or them as a party member. Um, but you, Tally, you get to keep as a party member if you side with the Corians, at least. However, um, Legion does not really die. No, they I know. Uplo- they, like, upload, they upload themselves, but either way, Legion goes away either way. Yes. Uh, and ta- it's either you get, like, and that's a cost-benefit of, like, do I want no, sure, a sure. good tech party member, or do I want no party member? Uh, and shockingly, I chose a good tech party member. What? It felt bad. I like stopped. That's I the know, thing about it feels like garbage. It yeah. feels so bad. That's the thing that I think is so great uh, about Mass Effect. Um, this is going to be another uh, Bioware heavy week. Oh, no. Strap in, motherfuckers. Um, the great, the thing that I like so much about the Mass Effect franchise is uh, Dragon Age does this to a degree too. Is that it really makes your decisions feel? It just makes them feel. You know what I mean? Because in a lot of games, like, your decisions matter to the plot or whatever, but you're like, eh, whatever. Like in Mass Effect Andromeda, for instance, where they don't even really matter to the plot. Meh. But uh, that decision, like, that bit in 3, like, it, I, like, haven't played the game since because I was like, whoa, that felt like fucking shit. Um, so, yeah, I done, I done goofed. 
And for future reference, in order to make peace with the Geth and the Corians, you must either have Tally not get exiled or not rewrite the heretics or both. But if you don't do either, then you cannot make peace. Yes, so. I learned that the hard way also. Yeah, it um, sucked. The first time that I played Mass Effect. It done, well, luckily it's my second playthrough, so the yeah. first time I did it right. Second time I did it real bad. Are you wearing a Mass Effect sweatshirt right I now? I am wearing my Mass Effect wearing sweatshirt. Wearing her N7 I wear my right N7 hoodie everywhere that I go. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is my second N7 hoodie because I wore my first one so much that like the sleeves no longer existed. <laughs> it disintegrated. <laughs> Where do you get them? Uh, you get them from the Bioware store. Uh-huh. Bioware sells those? Yeah. Yes, this one of... was like mega on sale and I think mm-hmm. that it was Fun. Hannah actually who told me that yeah. they were going on sale because... She was aware of the state of my then current <laughs> mm-hmm. N7 hoodie. Yeah, and they were having like a mega sale because they were like redoing their store, which I don't know if it's back. Uh, it's a Mass Effect positive household. I have an N7 sticker on my helmet from a bike. I have an N7 patch on my battle vest. I so do I. I want mine. Yeah. Hi, Tori. Here she is. Tori, what have you been playing this week? Oh. Tori's been playing the Knock Over Glasses game, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's, she's so good at it. She's playing the uh, Drink Kai's Tea game primarily yeah, with her been, dirty little feet. Yeah, she's been uh, <laughs> playing Put Her Poop Feet in your People's little Beverages. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. And she's been winning. <laughs> I, I um, hate it. What we're talking about this week is... Wait, I wanted to do my Hannah's oh, Hot I'm sorry. Tracks. Oh, right, right, right. Hannah's Hot Tracks, because I do yeah. have a hot track. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, the song I've been obsessed with this week. So we've been watching, we're watching Adventure Time, right? Yeah. Um, hi, Tori. And uh, in one of the episodes, they had this like battle of the bands thing, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah Mar- dude. Marceline sings this fucking banger ass song, and I was like, "That's so good. That kind of sounds like a Mitski song." And I looked it up, and it is a Mitski song. Uh, it's called "Francis Forever" by Mitski, uh, and I've listened to it on repeat for the past like three days. It's uh, I don't think Mitski is queer, but it becomes a queer anthem because Marceline sings it. Correct. The lesbian Jesus, Marceline. Um, Another actually the bisexual Jesus, Jesus Marceline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> bisexual, bisexual erasure. erasure. <laughs> um, <laughs> wee you, What? It's the bisexual. It's so bisexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they all have such good haircuts. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, the bisexual Jesus Is Marceline that a bisexual sings bisexual it. Stereotype. The bisexual the Bob. The bisexual A-line haircut. Yeah, it was, uh, a, was a thing. Uh, uh, like Marceline has in stakes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, like, Cora cut. Uh-huh, yes. like Cora cut her too. And um, so speaking as a um, beauty industry professional, haircutting doesn't work that way. Yeah. You don't just <laughs> cut off all your hair and have this beautiful A-line Bob. What? <laughs> Cora's extremely powerful, you see? <laughs> if you're the Avatar... <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Um... And, uh, yeah, so Francis Forever track. by Mitski. Look it up. It is a fucking manger. That's been Hannah's Hot Tracks. Thank you, Hannah's Hot Tracks. This week, we're talking about bisexuality. Uh-huh. Hey, what's the deal with bisexuality? Okay, well, I was I was going to ask... <laughs> what is some... the deal with bisexuality anyway? I don't know. You what tell us. What is the deal with bisexuality? It's a better impression than anyone else offered. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess that's the episode. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do a similar thing that I did with Addie, which was like, I I have some questions for you about sure. um, when you first like realized that you were bisexual and mm-hmm. like came out and stuff, and what your experience with the word is. So, Wendy, when did you realize that you were bisexual? When did I realize that I was bisexual? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a question. 
Okay. Um, I think it might have been when I met another bisexual goth girl in my school and I wanted to kiss her. Uh-huh. But I knew Incredible. that I also wanted to maybe kiss boys at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And uh, how did that feel? I don't remember mm. because I don't know if y'all listening would know this, but I think I'm the oldest person who's ever been on this podcast. Yes. Yep. Well, you're the, besides uh, Aaron and Kai and I, you are the only other person who's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yes. <laughs> so, like, and I'm yes. older than Aaron Hannah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Besides Addy. Sorry. Oh. I don't, don't ignore me. Anyway. Carry <laughs> 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 on. Please, please keep talking so I don't yeah, have to do anymore. What, what, um, what year was this? Uh, so that would have been in 2003. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're, you're 30. Yes, like, I'm Yes, 30. yes, for context. Um, and it was a very different, like, culture? Culture then, would you say? I would say so, because it was during the Bush administration. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, so this is, we're talking pre-smartphones, pre-social media. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way that you found other... Uh, queer folks was through your school's GSA if you had one um, random luck or um, through like a youth uh, queer youth outreach group and there was one in my hometown where it was like a, a queer youth like meetup it was moderated by adult queer people who were mm. like mental you know trained in social work sure. and stuff like that and that was the only way that you would find another queer person Mm-hmm. and like interact with another queer person is if you just happened to meet them or they were involved with the GSA which they may or may not have been because a lot of the queer people that I went to high school with were not out in high school mm-hmm. and uh, have come out since then and sure. the only reason I know they're queer is because of Facebook sure, sure. yeah um, I also have experienced that yeah. for different ways but I still I feel like I don't know if this is true, but I almost feel like like when I was in high school, it was like right on the cusp of like now I know like teens. I know of them. Sure. Where like are. I think it's still like gross, but like way more people like middle schools. There's a, a regular at Stella's who runs the GSA at the middle school where he teaches, and like mm-hmm. middle schools having GSAs or QSAs was fucking unheard of when I was that age. You know what's funny now is that my high school had a GSA in the early 2000s and it does not anymore. Interesting. There's no more GSA at that high school. Interesting. interesting. There's a couple things that I would hypothesize about that. Do you want to? That I can. Would you like to elaborate on that? Um, it kind of makes me think of that uh, documentary that you introduced me to a while back uh, about the uh, that was narrated by J.D. Sampson. Mm-hmm. That was about the lack of lesbian bars mm-hmm. um, yeah. that are happening now. It feels kind is. of like the uh, good string, Tori. She's been sitting in the basement screaming. yelling. It's it, it kind of feels like the decimation of queer culture, where it becomes like all culture. Like they don't yeah. need a GSA anymore, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, but I think the thing is that they obviously still do. Because oh yeah, I don't totally agree like, with that. Yeah. I'm just saying like that might be how the students yeah. feel. I, I I couldn't say because I know that they're that. Uh, at my high school that bullying of queer students is still a problem and it was mm-hmm. a problem then and I wasn't bullied but I think it's because of my personality yeah because you were too scary <laughs> bully <laughs> and I had very spiky hair mm-hmm. and a leather jacket yeah. that I wore all the time Wendy's very cool is the thing about Wendy <laughs> um, that so you powerful. need to know <laughs> before, before continuing this podcast um, 
So wait, how? What percentage of your life have you been out for? Would you say like how many years um, have you been out? Oh, so I've been out. Well, if it was in two thousand three, then that would have been fifteen years ago. So wow, half my half. life. Congratulations! And it was so slightly before my fifteenth birthday, I came out. Oh, that's so cool. That's so neat. It was towards the end of my freshman year of high school. Um, I came out and started dating my first girlfriend. Cool. Would you mm-hmm. say there's a difference uh, in the way that you've like experienced your life? before and after coming out was there like a tangible shift you know for me there wasn't but I also I grew up in a very queer positive household Mm -hmm. where even before I thought about the possibility that I might be queer my mother was a member of Mm PFLAG my parents are both um, choral singers and they met during a production of Pirates of Penzance so they're both in the theater world and in the music world and they just had known gay people all their lives Mm -hmm. both of them and they're just kind of, so it wasn't really an issue in my immediate family. And mm-hmm. I think that for that reason, I didn't see like a significant shift in my life before and after coming out. And I'm doing air quotes there. You guys can't see I'm doing air <laughs> quotes because we all know that you never actually stop coming out. Right. Yeah. And I'd say that I'm probably more closeted now than I was as a teenager. Interesting. What leads you to say that? I think it's because, obviously, of, like, stigma around bisexuality Mm -hmm. and the fact, also, you know, I meet a lot of people at my work and I don't necessarily bring it up. Like, I don't sure. start I don't start my uh, all of my consultation be like, hi, I'm Wendy, I'm 30, I'm bisexual. I wish you would. Mm-hmm. That's like long good. walks on the beach. <laughs> I love it so much. I love and I'm fact, just looking yeah. for somebody who will give me money for cutting their hair. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that uh, stigma of bisexuality has shifted since you first came out? To be honest, no, I don't think it has. Mm. Um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. With, I mean, I'm not bisexual, so I haven't experienced it, but just from living ambiently in the world, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. When I first came out, uh, I came out as bisexual initially. Same here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that that necessarily doesn't describe me. Like, I've been thinking about it recently, actually. Um, but uh, at the time, I remember even uh, a friend of mine who, uh, his, her her mom uh, is lesbian. <laughs> sure. Yeah. My brain. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say she has two moms. Uh, she actually has three moms because she's got one mom and two stepmoms. Um, too many moms. Too many moms. Go on, Hannah. Uh, anyway, she was like telling me at the time, which was, you know, not a great thing to say to me, was like, yeah, my mom doesn't think bisexuality exists. She thinks you choose a side eventually, which I uh-huh. think uh, that... Her mom has definitely um, shifted her opinion since then. Uh, I've had conversations with her about it. Um, oh, sure. I mean, I remember when I first came out, My the first thing that my cousin like said to me was that bisexuality didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Yeah. Well, like, I, I yeah, came out that, as bisexual. Yeah, and that's clarify. exactly the experience that I had where it was, you know, kind of like once you, if you identified as bisexual, you were kind of like neither fish nor fowl. Mm-hmm. So um, in my, you know, in the, the culture of my high school in the town where I lived, you know, if you were in the GSA, you were either straight or you were gay. Mm-hmm. And if you were bisexual, you had to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Basically, they said bisexuality is not real. And I heard that over and over again, mostly from gay people. Like, mm-hmm. bisexuality is not real. You're just a fence sitter. You have to pick a side. And then the, there was this other camp of queer people in the school who were outside of the GSA. And um, I'm going to get kind of controversial here because these were people, non-monosexuals, who identified as pansexual because the word bisexual was not good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's still a thing that people yes. say and yeah. believe to this day um, that you, I've heard. Yeah. Wait, in what? your own words, Wendy, can you um, describe 
like your differentiation between bisexual that was and be my bisexual. next question yeah so I, I would say that the difference between and obviously like people who identify as pansexual you can identify using whatever language you, you want but bisexuality to me to me means I'm attracted to the same gender as me and also other genders mm-hmm. and I don't think that there are any like there's no conceivable way to expand that because it already is all inclusive mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I feel like the word pansexual is kind of just like people trying to be more inclusive, but unnecessarily. And it's because, it, in my experience at the time, because this is when the early 2000s is when the word pansexual as an identity marker was becoming really popular. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a reaction against the stigma of bisexuality. Mm-hmm. I had um, one of my shitty exes. Yep. <laughs> the most recent one who you hated. Um, <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. yeah. Wendy and I uh, had this I thought about this earlier today. Yeah. yeah. Wendy and I had this drunken conversation one night after a gathering at our home, at my home, <laughs> at Kai's my home. And, I don't uh, also live here. Yeah. Wendy does not. I do not live here. Uh, where uh, we were like drunken, sharing feelings, and Wendy was like, "Now I feel like I can tell you." I fucking hated that girl. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she pretty much sucked. <laughs> I don't know if I use language that strong. No. Because I think I was That's probably Hannah's trying retelling. to be gentle in the way that I said it. Yeah, but I'm I'm a person who needs not gentle a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciated your... Now I'm just going to run any and all future partners by Wendy first. Correct. The correct <laughs> option. Uh, like I was seeing somebody very, very, very briefly who's now a very good friend uh, who Wendy was like, I like her. I was like, great. <laughs> like now you're my litmus test for uh, whether somebody's any good. Whether somebody's a good person or yeah. not. Yeah. Because I'll just be like, she's pretty. That's it. <laughs> I get it though. I get it. Because yeah. I'm like the biggest sucker for pretty yeah. women. Yeah. And if there's anything you could say about her, she was pretty. She probably still is. Who knows? Yeah. She was very pretty. Um, she probably continues to be. She probably continues to be pretty. Anyway, uh, who even she, as a as a queer person, like a, thinks she's also dating a trans person. She sucks. Anyway, uh, thinks dating that the a trans person has not said, suck, for the record. I, I, no, no, no. I, that's I, not I, why I, she I, sucks. The thing I, I'm going to... I think that maybe we should separate those two. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing I'm going to say suck. next is why that information makes her suck more anyway she has stated that the identity of bisexual is like um like uh fundamentally transphobic she said that in front of me by the way yeah. the first time i met her <laughs> oh i don't remember that but i do believe oh i you. remember that yeah i'm sure you, you bet your ass i remember that yeah wah, wah. um because she sucks well it's because that's under the misinformed opinion that bisexuality is gender essentialist as in I'm attracted to men and women. Yeah, like binary what, genders. Yeah, is what yeah. people seem to understand that it means. Mm-hmm. Which is really just it's it's just semantics. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it has nothing to do with the actual like functional meaning of something. Totally. Oh, it's exactly. like the the literal meaning of something and the functional meaning of something are can be completely different things. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you're starting to bicker over like the like essentialist nature of like a word and the etymology of a word like it's one like really shitty yeah <laughs> and, like... and also stupid because that's not how language works right well totally. what's <laughs> fun about bisexuality is the that its original definition like in the way that it was used in a lot of uh feminist writings was to imply um like 
intersex characteristics, mm-hmm. like holding characteristics of quote unquote uh, both like sexes, mm-hmm. and then it was oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it that. was really interesting. That's what uh, Simone de Beauvoir used it uh, yeah. to. Oh, good to old make. Simone. Yeah, yeah. Ethos there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but then then I later love on, de Beauvoir. thank you. In a similar in a similar context, it very quickly later went on to mean my own and other sexes or my own Mm -hmm. and other genders based Mm -hmm. on that original definition uh so like i i don't fully understand when the uh the gender essentialist man and woman narrative came in Mm -hmm. to the definition of bisexuality i suspect suspect the 70s radical feminist was what i was going to say next oh i was gonna say tumblr yeah we all just mm. said different, basically different well, words for the same thing. <laughs> actually, no, I, the 70s radical feminists were not on Tumblr, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> but, they had time travel! <laughs> but for a very long time, there were, uh, there were sapphic women who identified as bisexual lesbians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what that term meant to them. Mm-hmm. And it was like my own and other genders and like lesbian. And that makes sense to me mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. sounds really chill yeah well like i identify as a lesbian but i'm not exclusively attracted to women by any means or necessarily exclusively interested uh in having relationships with women mm-hmm. um so like yeah the the notion that like i don't know like les that's a whole other can that's a whole other can of worms yeah that's this is not for the for the, for the yeah for the yeah um uh, <laughs> however i just wanted to talk a little bit about the history that i'm mm-hmm. familiar with no totally and i when anyway you said like has a degree i have what? a degree in this I, uh, yeah i forgot that i can now say that i'm like yeah i, I agree in something completely unrelated to <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> you can just say i have a degree I have a we degree. all have yeah. degrees kai yeah i have a degree and a professional license uh-huh. <laughs> uh i have a degree and a CPR certification. <laughs> um, but, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Hold on. It's going to come back. No, I believe in you. Uh, classic. Classic audio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Um, yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr and TERFs. And a lot of TERFs came, come from Tumblr, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on Tumblr for eight years, pretty much until this year. Um, and it's very much like semant- arguing about semantics is like half of Tumblr, and it's it's something that like has absolutely no productive value mm-hmm. at all. And if you are reduced to arguing semantics, then you have no actual argument. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm. It's like um, when you have to resort to metaphor, then you don't actually have an argument. Yeah. Um. T- yeah. Fuck. Oh, my brain. I work. Uh, I worked uh, a seven-hour shift this morning, and then I took a three-hour nap. So, so it's just gone. Here we are. Everyone in the room knows this, but our listeners now know this. Um, I was gonna say something about Tumblr and bisexuality. Oh, Shit. okay. Fuck. Well, Shit. It was literally just I'm here. So sorry. <laughs> um, to, I want, uh, semantics. I want to go back, and I want to correct okay. myself. It was not uh, Simone de Beauvoir. It was actually uh, Helena Sixou. Oh, okay. Your phone is just I'm so answer to my mind. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's bad news. As soon as you put it by Uh Just to correct myself. Uh, I can, I have oh, more. Qu- I remember oh, what I was going to say. Great, great, great. I remember the specific moment when I got to college, because I was in, I was on Tumblr, like, pretty much constantly, like, from age 17 uh, for, like, a while. Um, and I, there is some value to Tumblr. Like, Tumblr was the first place I was out, and it, it did, 
it was the first place like I ever got information on like what does transgender mean or like whatever. Oh like, God, I'm so sorry that that's where you got it from. <laughs> well, no, I got like I got some good info legitimately. Right. Like, not mm-hmm. Tumblr is mostly garbage, but it's not entirely garbage. Mm-hmm. Now I there's only... also a bunch of old goths who post pictures of pretty chandeliers. Yes, mm. is what I was there for. Yeah, correct. <laughs> when I reblog all chandeliers. Yes. Uh-huh. By the end of my tenure on Tumblr, I was only following uh, memes, cats, goths, and porn. And the only reason I still have my Tumblr account is so that is for the porn. (laughs) Again, Uh, we are not masturbating. That's where I found out, found my favorite weird art house porn. It's called A Four Chambered Heart. Is the website subscription to it now? I've seen you. It's awesome. It's uh, like. It's like it's legitimate. <laughs> I don't know. It's like weird, making queer, a like goth, like art house film porn. I love I it. Wow, it's yeah. really great. Anyway, uh, that's Hannah's porn recommendation. <laughs> Hannah's porn corner. Uh, Hannah's porn corner. And um, but I remember the specific moment because I had you know been spending all this time as an impressionable teen, like having Tumblr arguments. And I remember the specific moment in college when I tried to have a Tumblr argument in real life. And very quickly was like, oh, this doesn't work. This isn't how the world is at mm-hmm. all. Like, I remember the moment where I realized that. And I think I had to re-realize that several times throughout my life. Um, but yeah, it's such a... It's like the equal and opposite of Reddit in so many ways. Like, it's <laughs> terrible in different... It's equally terrible in the opposite way in a lot of senses, I think. It's this very toxic echo chamber Um, so basically reddit is fascism and tumblr is communism they're theoretically opposites yeah but in practice it comes out the same yes yes exactly um i want to bring it back to uh the topic at hand bisexuality let's talk about bisexuality in video games yeah oh, okay okay all right do it up see, you guys better get comfortable with the fact that we're going to be saying the word bisexual a lot and bisexual. it's not a word the word bisexual is often not uttered in media mm-hmm. bisexual 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 yes, the word bisexual <laughs> you may have never heard before because and uh it, in your minds now you're going to have to substitute it for this phrase, I don't like labels. Yeah. Which is how, yeah. Which is how all bisexuality in media is presented. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's, it's interesting because that actually kind of reflects, like, lived experience, where it's, like, even, like, as a bisexual person, I don't say the word bisexual very often. Mm. Interesting. I'm more, I'm more likely to, like, use, like, a more, like, a different descriptive phrase or, like, imply that I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. Or like make some kind of hand gesture. Across my chest with fingers pointing in each direction. If you were a magical girl, that would be your um, you know, hand thing that you do when you transform into your magical girl. Across self. my my index fingers across uh, my chest, brilliant. pointing in both directions simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Sailor bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, that's Sailor Neptune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna interject really quickly. I have not actually watched this show, but I respect the fuck out of it. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has a bisexual oh, character, yeah. mm-hmm. and they in the do. episode where she comes out, they like make it a point in the episode of like seeing clips from it to say bisexual yes. as, many as many times as, as possible. humanly possible. I actually really like Brooklyn Nine Nine. My partner watches it, and it's I, it's a good. I'm show. not usually into sitcoms, but it's it's the kind of comedy that I like. 
Yeah, it's just, just like chaotic good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's really I, cool. I, I really need to get into it one of these maybe this winter. Okay, anyway, before carry before, on. before we leave, I want to ask you one final question, Wendy. Sure. Wait. Um, what? We're not no, leaving. No, before we leave and go to before, video games. Before oh, we I was on like, the subject dude. of video games. Before we leave. Okay. Yeah, I'm leaving after this, but I'm not going to talk about video Bye. games. Never played a video game. I just, I want to... It it's lies. That's so clearly lies. I want to know uh, what celebrate bisexuality slash what bisexual visibility day means to you and Besides how you celebrate bisexuality. Besides disadvantage on all stealth checks, yes. <laughs> um, I'd say that bisexual day of visibility... Um, you that joke you know, honestly, can be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because there's, an, and I don't know if either of you guys have had this experience in the past of, like, there being this big day of visibility or coming out day or something like that, mm-hmm. and you feel like almost like there's pressure to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt yep. that. Yeah. And if you don't feel, and if you're uh, in a position where just, like, maybe even talking about it can be a little bit uncomfortable, depending on the context, then... Um, I don't know. It's but it's interesting that like even as like a grown ass thirty year old woman who's mm-hmm. been out for fifteen years, I am still literally uncomfortable to like say I'm bisexual. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, how does that affect your experience playing video games and also like talk a little bit about bisexual representation or the lack thereof in video games sure Um, are there any video games i guess a specific question do you know of any video games where they actually describe a character as bisexual yes i do honorable mention to the fable series which i spent way too much time playing which actually in uh and i can't remember if in two it does this but definitely in three when you encounter any player character it Mm -hmm. says their sexual orientation on that is all three games actually all three games uh Yes. Yeah. Cool. However, that's the only one that I know of that actually uses the word bisexual. Fascinating. So uh, honorable mention to the wow. Fable series. Yeah, I talked about Fable before. Interesting. Fascinating. Huh. And that's the yeah. only game. That's as far as I can tell. That's the only one. As far as I trust your I've research. <laughs> that I remember having said the word bisexual. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? How did that feel? I wish I had a good answer for That's you, okay. guys. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of these questions, I don't really have a good answer. That's, That's fine. fine. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, I still have yet to see the word transgender used in a video game, mm-hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I can't think of any. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I can't think yeah, of any. Yeah, I can't think of any. I know that there have been characters that have been implied to be trans or like are canonically trans, but mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it. And I don't know how I would feel nor what I would say if I asked myself that question. Mm-hmm. Hello, video games. Have you ever seen a transsexual before? So I would like to explain that reference that Hannah just made. It's a great Um, thing. Chris Vargas, I believe, Mm -hmm. the uh, artist's name is... I Let's go Google Chris Vargas. Have you ever seen a transsexual? It's before? so funny. Oh it's my extremely god! Good. It's the best thing I've ever um, seen in my whole life. I showed it to Hannah after seeing it in one of my classes that I took in university. It's uh, fantastic. With my degree. Oh, in university. In university. Yes. <laughs> in, yes, in, the, in, in university. <laughs> yes, when I was at Oxford. Um, so what video games do you like? Hey, Wendy, Wendy talk more about the questions I asked you. <laughs> talk more about the questions that you asked me. You literally okay. just didn't talk about so, this. All right. <laughs> So I've done some research. Oh hell yeah! Because as I said, like I'm always behind on like mo- like current video games, mm-hmm. 
And um, for so for most of my experience, um, so fun fact, I've been playing video games since before Kai was born. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> since maybe before. Well, so, I'm older than Kai, but you are yeah. older. Possibly, you, possibly since before Hannah was born. When did you start playing video games? Um, well, the, the, I remember playing a Super Nintendo at my friend's house mm-hmm. when I was quite young, mm-hmm. and I've known this friend since I was three mo- like three weeks old. Mm. So I don't know for sure how old we would have been the first time I ever played that Super Nintendo, but it's so like back before I can remember is yeah. when I started playing uh, Super Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers. I think it's probably Mario Brothers Three, mm-hmm. sure, and um, also the Barbie licensed game that was Ooh. on the Super Nintendo. Give yeah. us give us a little guess, Wendy. I want to know if you played video games longer than Hannah's been alive. Nineteen ninety three, baby. Yes. It probably, you know what? I think it was before my sister was born, so it probably would have been 1993 or possibly Aww. 92. Cool. So okay. My friend had a much older, uh, much older sister, and the, all the video games belonged to her. Cool. But I don't know. I can't tell you for sure because it could have been. It could have been later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> around di- as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Incredible. She's been playing games since 1993 ish. Mm-hmm. You've been and, a gamer uh, yeah. So bisexual. so um. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. No, it definitely doesn't. Because <laughs> I definitely, you know what, I should have mentioned that uh, several years ago, uh, when I was looking back through elementary school yearbooks, I found a picture of this girl named Jessica who'd been in my class. Mm-hmm. Hannah's nodding because she knows this story. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, eight-year-old me had um, outlined her picture in little purple hearts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's much. so great. And I think really, you know, I, my attraction to girls goes back to childhood but I didn't have a frame of reference of what that meant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and I definitely knew that I was into boys because I had very very uh, like extravagantly obvious crushes on boys like very like performative crushes I think that's great (laughs) I think bisexual pansexual culture is having extravagant crushes on boys at some point in your life I once wrote my friend Avery an email to ask him out this like long ass email to ask him out naturally he said no <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry for that hannah that's I'm okay sorry you had that experience. it was for the best <laughs> but anyway what i was trying to say so you know so i started playing video games um quite a long time ago my my dad um owned a lot of computers because he worked in computers when i was growing up and still does but um so we had we always had a lot of computers i remembered playing um Adventure for MS DOS, which was a text-based adventure game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fancy that that a game called Adventure. <laughs> it's an adventure game. Go would on. be an adventure game. It's so a side scroller you know, <laughs> So I played all kinds of um, PC uh, PC games growing up, and I played Myst. Oh, and cool. everything. I watched but, my stepdad play Myst. It scared the living motherfucker. Oh my god, Myst like changed my life. So cool. That game like was it, like I was enraptured by cool. Myst. I just uh, I just loved it so much. And I played it with my dad, who Aww. was a note-taking kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, like, the official Mist, like, notebook for Aww. taking notes on all the puzzles. That's so great. Um, I've never finished that game because I, I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, naturally. And it's hard when you're eight to yeah. play a game like Mist. Yes. Um, anyway, so all of this is irrelevant. What I was trying to say it's is that for, so for, for most of my video game experience, so romance in video games is pretty recent development. Mm-hmm. And um, so... It was like there wasn't really even like straight romance options mm-hmm. for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I am, uh, and this like Hannah said, it's going to be like probably kind of Bioware heavy because that's what I've played, and it's also one of the only games that has like bisexual um, 
party members and NPCs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Totally. Uh, so I don't yeah. know. I, I have notes, guys. We love notes. notes. Yeah, I don't. I'm very them, very very prepared. Have notes. Um, I don't know where to start though. Um. Because... Okay. So let's talk about. Uh. <laughs> I have things to ask. I promise. I I'm believe you. Really killing uh-huh. it this week. Um. <laughs> so let's talk about Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one of the best examples. I think sometimes, I probably think oftentimes, games try to get away or like. Uh, properties try to get away with they don't say gay or bisexual because they're in these like fantasy worlds like mm-hmm. even yes, in Legend yeah, exactly. of Korra they in the comics they talk about like how each nation deals with sexuality or yeah. has dealt with sexuality and they uh, both Korra and Asami by the creator's definition are bisexual but they don't mm-hmm. see this in universe because like they don't you know they don't like labels right. and um, <laughs> they talk about uh, 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 Avatar Kyoshi my favorite mm-hmm. avatar and they say, by all accounts, Kiyoshi loved men and women, but they don't say the word bisexual because they mm-hmm. don't say these words because it's like... Because it's taboo. It's the you fantasy. Right, yeah. yeah we're actually, we're gonna, this entire episode is going to be bleeped out. It's just going to be one long side <laughs> wave. <laughs> Every time we say bisexual, it's going to be like... I've just been holding down videos. Yeah. Every time we say the word bisexual, the episode starts over. Yeah. <laughs> the theme song starts yeah. again. They don't have an excuse because it's mm-hmm. they could say like oh it's beyond labels because it's the future or whatever mm-hmm. but like Mass Effect takes place in a future version of our world and not in a fantasy universe so by mm-hmm. all accounts they could easily say the words gay and bisexual well, it's a dumb uh-huh. excuse because all the other words are the same for identities and yeah stuff. exactly yeah but they don't like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Steve Cortez your flight guy whatever he does mm-hmm. um, on in Mass Effect Three is gay like he had a husband but he. he he talks about his husband, but he never says the words "I am gay." Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, uh, Mass Effect—they mm-hmm. uh, talk about Mass Effect and your experience and so, bisexuality in your notes. Yeah, so Mass Effect <laughs> is interesting because it does have characters that I consider like both bisexual and also like I really like. And I know I kind of like talked shit on the term pansexual earlier, but I think that it is a really good descriptor for the Asari because mm-hmm. like not totally. only are they attracted to all genders, they're t- potentially attracted to all species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. like that's another element of queerness in Mass Effect is like xenophilic attraction. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And um and that's just kind of part of how they are and it's part of their their um the nature of their species and mm-hmm. how they keep like um genetic diversity. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so, like, definitely, you know, so Liara and Samara and Morinth and also Samara, although Samara is not romanceable. No. I don't think. No. Yeah. Samara is, like, just way too cool. Yeah. She'll say, drive. like, oh, cool I'm beyond she, romance yeah. because I'm... She's, like, a thousand Basically years a god. <laughs> but she's also, she's part of kind of a monastic order. Totally, yeah. yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of other things so, that go into that. Yeah, so so Samara, but, and, and then that's not to say, though, that, like, this is garbage words coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. The fact is yeah. that, like, whether a character is romanceable or not, it doesn't change their sexuality. Right. Yes. Like, so whether, you know, if I left today and became a Buddhist monk and were celibate, I'd still be bisexual. Yeah. Even if, because, you know, that's it doesn't. That's Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. No matter what happens, you're cool, still bisexual. Cool, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Great. That's all I need to Take know. Take to the bank, baby. Uh, but, a, but a character that I really want to talk about is actually Caden Alenko. Mm-hmm. And I think this yeah. is really great. Um, 
uh, a really great example of how, like, the fact, and, and there was this big uproar when Mass Effect 3 came, they were like, why is Caden suddenly bisexual? And, like, well, he isn't suddenly bisexual, he just wasn't into male Shepard in Mass Effect 1. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, that's totally legitimate. It's like, you don't, it's like, it's not like all bisexual people are immediately attracted to everybody they will ever be attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that, um element of his character that in three and I, I haven't played through as um m shep mm-hmm. so I, I don't i haven't no. played through that romance option but i really liked that they brought that in where it's mm-hmm. like he wasn't romanceable as male shepherd in the beginning but he's romanceable now mm-hmm. because Do they, he's just oh, things have things have changed and totally you know, yeah. things are different now and he's uh, either either in the past he wasn't attracted or he didn't feel like he could say anything mm-hmm. he comes on to female shepherd pretty hard yeah, yeah it's 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 one of those things we've talked about before where in mass effect one you have to try not to flirt with kaden yes when no. you talk to him but as he, fem ship but he does come out and say he's like if i'm out of line please say so and yeah. he can be like you're out of line and he'll and he backs off yeah like, immediately. he's a sweet like, baby boy he is i love kaden mm-hmm. and i like i was planning to romance garris in my first playthrough and i got ninja romanced by kaden <laughs> sure. i was like all right <laughs> Okay, I guess I'm dating you now. Yeah, it's you can. There's Space several Canadian. situations where you can accidentally fall into romances with people in Mass Effect. Hannah's it's, done it. It's tricky. I accidentally mm-hmm. romance trainer. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, Aaron. I have a question as, as uh, just a, a person here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yep. Just, just from one human being to another. Yes. Um, no, just as like um, uh, a cishet dude mm-hmm. i would like to just ask how you feel about um like uh, i've been playing this game series called divinity recently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. divinity 2 um is a really good game and in the game there's these uh people who can join your party mm-hmm. and regardless of your gender or race um you are able to romance anybody mm-hmm. um so they I think base- fallout 4 is like that isn't fallout 4 is like that yeah, yeah so anybody? you're basically mm-hmm. yeah everyone is considered bisexual or pansexual in the mm-hmm. entire game and how do you feel about that i mean do you feel like that's inclusive or do you feel like that's kind of a cop-out of like actually writing the characters no you know what i think that it is inclusive but because i think that probably more people are bisexual than realize it mm-hmm. they just don't know that it's different from how they would feel if they were heterosexual mm-hmm. so the hmm. thing is like if you are bisexual you can choose to ignore your feelings for one and your attraction mm-hmm. for certain genders and I, I think, think that's true, regardless of your sexuality. Yeah, like. absolutely. And but I think you know that I think that more people probably exist on the non-monosexual spectrum mm-hmm. than totally. on the monosexual totally. spectrum. Sure. Hmm. Okay, but I agree. That's I'm just, just my curious, opinion. I'm just curious because I, I, you know, I. I don't have the same perspective as everyone mm-hmm. else at this table, really. Um, but I thought it was like a, a cool touch. Like when I found that in the game, I was like, oh, this is great. I don't feel pigeonholed like mm-hmm. uh-huh. as a character or as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think definitely like as a as a video game where you know in a in a video game it's it's unique in media where like you get to play like you get to p- literally put yourself in the character's shoes mm-hmm. and like have it be a representation of you and, totally. and what you like and what you would choose. And um, so or I think that experiment with stuff you wouldn't normally choose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you get to you know you kind of get to use the game to kind of like explore you know choices that you you know the choices that you would make or maybe like explore different choices than you would normally mm-hmm. make. And so I think as far as like from a gaming perspective, like it can't get more inclusive than that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love see, that kind of thing too. Oh, I was gonna say uh, I actually disagree. With okay, that. I think that that is. 
not inclusive because it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it it falls into the exact same trap but in a mm-hmm. different way than uh not naming queer identities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it doesn't allow like i feel like a more an ideally inclusive game would have like this is this is a straight person and like if you are this gender then that person will not be attracted to you and like this is a queer person mm-hmm. like that to me would be more mm. inclusive. The okay. reason maybe I like, that's not the maybe I didn't use the best word. Oh no, I'm not yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. like saying that you're wrong. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that uh, in my in my world, like I don't find that to be as inclusive. Right. However, like, because it feels like a cop out because it's not like every bisexual or pansexual gazoptite <laughs> person is going to want to date you mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like not to speak yeah. for you, Wendy, but. <laughs> That that also doesn't feel true to me, and like I feel like my ideal game would be one that reflected the way that it was in reality. Mm-hmm. But like you know, in queer utopia, perhaps that is the reality. That would be ideal. But for well, now, I guess what I hope yeah. for in a gaming experience like that is for an, is for uh, an experience that's better than reality. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, way. that's totally. true, especially in like a fantasy setting. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, exactly. I would see it as is... inclusive if like they they all said like I'm pansexual. Mm-hmm. Like, if they all said that, or, like, they all said I'm bisexual. The reason I be, like, like it in the context of, like, divinity is because it normalizes it to a degree. Like, mm-hmm. you expect, like, if you're playing a game like that where you know romance is an option, you sort of expect to be able to romance characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they, they, I've never played an, I've, I've never played an RPG where a romanceable character, there was a chance, you have to really fuck it up to, for them to turn you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to put more Mario Kart games. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I guess turn you down, it's, that's actually a good point, because I, I've never played a game where somebody, you fuck up and somebody turns you down, unless You can it's, fuck it's, up pretty bad in Persona 3. Yeah. Like, you can really fuck up bad in okay, Persona it's 3. Usually like, there's usually, like, like one or two Persona's conversation options. <laughs> yeah, it's either... There's usually only one or two conversation options, and it's usually, like, your options are, like, fuck you and your feelings, or... I support you. Yeah, no matter or what. I want <laughs> you know to fuck you and your feelings. <laughs> exactly. Well, that comes that comes later, but first yeah. you'd have to choose between very obvious, yeah, you know, well, polar I, opposites of like, fuck you, or I, I really support you and whatever mm-hmm. you do is right. I, yeah, it's like c- characters are either romanceable or they're not usually, right. and if they're romanceable, they are going to romance you no matter what, unless uh-huh. you yeah, are the one who says no. Sense. Back the fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but I like it in the context of something like Divinity because it's, it's, if everyone is going to be romanceable, everyone should be romanceable. You know what I mean? Like, I feel Mm. like there are games where everyone is romanceable, but you only have heterosexual options. Yeah. So if everyone is going to be romanceable in this world, it, it at least like evens the playing field. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense Uh, to me. And I enjoy that. I think the only game I can think of. As an example of what you're talking about, Kai, they don't state their sexualities, but in like Dragon Age Inquisition, you can flirt with anybody, or you at least can try to flirt with of. anybody to ver- with varying degrees of success. Mm-hmm. Like, you can flirt with Cassandra up until a cutscene, and then she's like, no, you're a woman, and you're like, but Cassandra, you clearly like Cassandra, come back, wait, <laughs> but your haircut. Um, Cassandra, please. Um, but yeah, that's an- but still in that game, nobody says... I, like Sarah is not like I am a lesbian and also insufferable. <laughs> and that's, I, I would say that mm-hmm. um, that's that's a that's a flaw that I have with those that I see in those games. Oh, totally. Um, but talk more about 
think we interrupted you talking about Caden. Oh, yeah, we it's did. Funny, you know, and it's funny. I, I think, Kai, like, what you just said kind of ties back to Caden, where it's like he's not interested in Male Shepherd in yeah. the first game, but he's still queer. Yeah, exactly. Know? That doesn't erase mm-hmm. that identity. As far as you know, does he address that at all? Like, does he, he talk does. about it? Okay. Does he? I don't I've, know. I I've watched all of the cutscenes because I was mm-hmm. fascinated, but I was not fat. Like, I was... This was when I was identifying as a trans gay man, so mm-hmm. I was, like, very engaged in this story uh-huh. in my favorite video game, but I did not want to play as Male Shepherd for long enough because I do not like the voice actor of Male <laughs> Shepherd to, like, That's actually legitimate. do it. You just have to... Um, mute it and yeah and just click on the buttons you're so right <laughs> but i would have so little idea of what just would come play. out of shepherd's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just have you just have to mute it when you're playing as male shepherd you just have to mute it and then put on the mass effect soundtrack uh, in the background yeah i like to make that, sure that solution. you keep the mood mm-hmm. keep the mood alive um, mass effect but he talked does he t- explicitly talk about i've always been into guys i just didn't eat to you he, no, he does not say those words. He mm. he says, he does not say, I've always been into guys, but he does say, like, I developed these feelings for you. So it does mm-hmm. not preclude the fact that he is, I don't think, in my memory, I do well, not think that he it, also just figured out he was bisexual. In that's interview. very, that it's Years. either, it's either he figured out that he was bisexual through being attracted to male shepherd, but either way he talks about the way that his feelings for male mm-hmm. shep developed mm-hmm. over uh-huh. the course of their relationship. Uh, and like, that I feel is a really tight representation of bisexuality in the way that it doesn't, or even just like human attraction. Well, yeah, also just human <laughs> yeah. attraction. But I mean, like it doesn't hypersexualize yeah. him. Yeah, because exactly. I feel like that's a really mm-hmm. terrible stereotype. Yes, as well. Yeah, that we can also <laughs> we get can into. We talk about that too. <laughs> I, and um, yeah, and and that is kind of so. There, um, I think that Hannah has actually talked about this on the podcast before, but I really love the TV show Lost Girl. What podcast? Or on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast that we're currently recording. Hosted um, by Hannah, among others. Hannah has talked about it on the podcast before. Um, the TV show Lost Girl, which is from Canada, and it's an urban fantasy series in which uh, about like fairy folk, basically, mm-hmm. in which the main character is a bisexual succubus. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, so yeah. she is <laughs> hypersexualized because she's a succubus. Right. But she also has like equally meaningful romantic relationships with both male and female characters mm-hmm. um but they don't say i i've watched through season four and they have not said the word bisexual once yeah. however on their website it says this it states explicitly the sexuality of each character Interesting. Like every single oh. character that's very similar have. to Korra and asami where they never say bisexual in mm-hmm. the show or the comics but the the creators have stated these women are bisexual. The the thing though is that it, in Lost Girl, the fact that she's bisexual is kind of like central to the story. Sure, it's yeah. like sure. a central part like, why of what not? their show is about. Yeah, huh. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the uh, y'all hot yes. take. Yes, yes, bear with me here. I feel like hot take. Get your hot takes here. I feel like the hot na- takes coming through. The naming of queer identity is seen as sexualization to like homogenous culture. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Like, seen as, can, why, why do you have to keep throwing your sexuality well, in my exactly. face? But if you say, like, I'm attracted to men and women, or I'm attracted to genders and like me and genders people not are like, like me, oh, cool. people are like, oh, cool. But, like, mm-hmm. the naming of the identity mm-hmm. is the thing that is, like, that's sexual in nature. I almost mm-hmm. feel like American culture just has, like, an allergy to the word sex. Well, yes, yes that's also true. If the word sex Read is, Foucault. Right, mm-hmm. If the word sex is anywhere in the word that you are saying, 
I mm-hmm. came three times just when you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks yep. for sharing, Erin. Still not masturbating. Still. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hi, Charles. There's just Hi, a, Charles. a very large amount of pearl clutching, I think. <laughs> I think those yeah. are, are going to be our two, uh, two early catchphrases. No, that's a good Still not like. masturbating. And Hi, Hi Charles. Charles. Oh, boy. Charles might be masturbating. We don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. Whitney was saying something but... that sounded important. Oh, yeah. I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, boy. But the word, like, okay. like, just singing bisexual, I think the word, the thing that people hear in mm-hmm. that is sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, the, of course, the stereotype of, like, the horny mm-hmm. bisexual or, mm-hmm. like, Every yeah. like t- everybody has like who's been been on like Tinder or Grinder as a bisexual person that mm-hmm. I know has a story of somebody being like, oh, so you want to fucking do a threesome? Like, oh yeah, does that yeah, mean I've I can been... watch? <laughs> yeah, uh, unicorn hunting. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. I've been contacted by couples who are looking for a bisexual woman mm-hmm. to have. Interesting, they're never looking for a bisexual man. It no, seems. <laughs> they're always no, looking they never for a bisexual are. woman to have a threesome with them, and. um and I've gotten very descriptive messages about oh. how safe it's all going to be. Sure. And how oh. certain they are that I won't get pregnant. Oh, great. <laughs> Just like, oh, I'm not worried about that. I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I got that one on, got that one on lock. <laughs> yeah. but... That's not the safety aspect that I'm worried about. No. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, so the stereotype... Yeah, I, mean, we, we, I mean, we could just list off some bisexual stereotypes. One, yeah. that we always cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're incapable of being monogamous, that we're always going to be leaving somebody for someone of the opposite sex, opposite in quotation marks, um, and that we're all just like hypersexual and having threesomes all the time, mm-hmm. just constantly. I'm having a threesome right here, yeah. not with any of these people. <laughs> Still not masturbating. Still not by yourself. It's Don't incredible. worry about it. Um, and when it is astral projecting <laughs> either from the threesome into here or from here into the threesome. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's like Sense8, which is an amazing show you should watch, which like, I haven't uh, seen. It's, it's like um, Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just making dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're going through stereotypes. Well, Sense8 is a anyway. show where a bunch of like queer people of color all have sex with each other in a hot tub. So it's <laughs> cool. Extra- it's I a very good that. show. They're all like in each other's minds, so when one of them has sex, they're like all having. Sex. It's really beautiful. Everyone hmm. watch Sense Eight. Interesting. Wachowski sisters. I think it's Wachowski. It's Wachowski. The Wachowski mm-hmm. sisters. Yeah. Uh, it's made by and for and about queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bisexual stereotypes and the cool thing I think about Caden to tie it back to mm-hmm. video games is he doesn't. He feels like he doesn't really fall into those stereotypes, mm-hmm. especially. Yeah, and I think I would agree, and I, and I think that there's this weird stigma that like bisexual men don't even exist. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. like their media pretty much only has reputa- representations of bisexual women. Mm-hmm. And I actually I know more bisexual men than I know other bisexual women. Mm. Interesting. And most of them are not really out. A mm-hmm. lot of them are married to women, and uh, some of them I don't think their wives even know that they're bisexual. Totally. Um, so it's still like closeting is a really is a big problem for bisexual men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a number of queer men or bisexual men who, yeah, well, like, I don't know. I actually don't know what I was going to say next about that. Like, I I do know. Hannah knows some bisexual men. (laughs) I do know some bisexual men. It it, it was just a statement. (laughs) Yeah, it just, it was really just a statement. I also. (laughs) Um, 
I was gonna say I know. Uh, I know so many. Bisexuals. I know some bisexual, a lot of bisexual, non-binary people, mm-hmm. uh, which literally flies in the face of the idea that bisexual yeah. implies men mm-hmm. and women, because mm-hmm. like as usual, shockingly, the turfs are wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> foolish. Can't go turf in the leg. That's but my official stance. But I think as far as like bisexual stereotypes, something that's really interesting to me is. Um, uh, in Dragon Age Origins, mm. both Zeverin and Leiliana were both bisexual and are completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. And whereas, like, Zeverin is, like, very hedonistic and mm-hmm. kind of, like, almost falls into that, st- like, hypersexualized stereotype. But Leiliana is, like, very religious and mm-hmm. very devout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has been in a, a relationship with a woman in which she was, like, you know, tragically betrayed mm-hmm. yeah. yeah if you play the and, uh song, yeah and the she's song, totally heartbroken mm-hmm. yeah and even if you don't play liliana's song the, she ta- there, yeah, there she is talks a about it. um well and there's a quest her like loyalty quest you go in oh you yeah you go Marjolaine. like yeah fuck yeah. up marjolaine and mm-hmm. it's a really hard fight yes yes it is yeah. i died a whole bunch oh uh, yeah. yeah uh dragon age origins i died a whole bunch yeah <laughs> is the slogan of that game mm-hmm. um not as much so as Dark Souls, but well, yeah. sure, and that's kind of the whole thing with and, Dark Souls. And you know what? Something that I realized it, while I was doing my research is a, an often overlooked bisexual character in Dragon Age is Bronca, who's Ogren's ex-wife. Oh yeah, who's uh-huh. currently in a relationship with a woman. Totally, yeah. And um, it, I think she's overlooked because one, she's not a romanceable character; she's a, a non-party NPC, and also because the entire Deep Roads is such a drag. It's yeah, terrible. It <laughs> It's Dragon and Age by Origins. the time you get there, you're just like, oh, I just want to get out of all <laughs> the price. Done. Yeah, I skipped through <laughs> all that dialogue. Just give me the fucking anvil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dragon Age Origins is a wonderful game with one of the worst things a video game will ever have you do, which is the whole deep roads. Yes. Um, but as I just turn off the sound, and I turn down the difficulty level, and I put on podcasts, mm-hmm. and I just power <laughs> yeah. on through. That's also what I do yeah. in the deep roads. That's what so you, you gotta do, to do in the deep roads. You're I'm sure there's someone... There's the whole plot. There's... Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, I'm sure there's someone out there who enjoys the deep roads, but I don't want to. I, I don't want. I don't know if I person. want that kind of person in my life. Yeah, I say I don't want to talk to that. I person. love and accept you if your favorite part of the game is the deep roads. I don't trust you if your favorite part of the game is the deep roads. You're my best friend. Well, sorry about it. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point. There's a lot of. I feel like the Dragon Age franchise has a number of examples of just like casually bisexual people mm-hmm. as opposed to professionally bisexual people. <laughs> Wendy's a professional like bisexual. With, yeah, I'm wearing a tie right now. Yeah. yeah. Very, very professional. And not masturbating. Sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I wish I had sponsors. I know. I wish somebody would sponsor me to be gay. I know. I think about that all the time. Um, and I'm trying to think of other examples like, well, Isabella, but who is later, of course, a romanceable option. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, in many ways, I think, fulfills a lot of those stereotypes. She's like a lady Zevran in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. except better. I mean, they're both wonderful, and I love them both. Isabella's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Isabel's my favorite character in Dragon Age 2, which is a game that I have a very complicated relationship <laughs> with it. Because I don't, every time I play it, I don't really enjoy it. And then I stop <laughs> playing it, and I go, man, I'd really like to play Dragon Age 2 again. <laughs> and I don't understand why. It's not a good game. Um... But, uh, yeah, Isabella, I mean, she, like, doesn't wear pants, but that's also, like, she was designed by the male gaze, you know? Um, Bisexual in Dark Souls currently doesn't have pants on, yeah, exactly. but that's just because I needed to remove a pound of weight so <laughs> my role would get fast enough. Yeah. She uh, I wish I could lose weight that way. She has beef jerky legs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, uh, Dark Souls, again, prime physical comedy in that third game, <laughs> that their franchise. 
Um, you had a thing you were going to say, Wendy? Oh, I've forgotten. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I can't speak to the any of the characters in uh, the second two Dragon Age games because I haven't played them. Mm. Ah, yeah. So I've only yeah, yeah. played or- Origins. Well, Isabella shows up as an NPC in, or like not even a companion. She shows up in Dragon Age Origins. She's like in the, the famous brothel, group sex scene. And you can, if you do it right, you can have the famous group Which sex I've scene. talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a, it's a totally different character design, like wildly different character design. <laughs> yeah. Because of course all okay. the NPCs in Origins look basically the same. Because mm-hmm. uh, it came out in 2009. Yeah, they have the same face. Yes, yes. they all have the same face. Um, there's only like, there's only two hairstyles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of which is the uh, bisexual A-line haircut. Yes, but, but bad and pixely. Um, it's actually not an A-line. It's a it's a one length bob. I believe you. <laughs> I just made a gesture trying to describe the haircut. I got I'm it. A hairdresser. I've been just delighted about. I don't yeah. know if we described that that the fact that I actually I'm I'm a hairstylist. Yeah. That's what I do, which is why we're talking about hair a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wendy styles both kinds in my hair. Yes. Um, Specializing gay hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hit her up, Villain Salon Denver. Uh, she rolls. That's ideal. That's Thank a plus for Wendy's business. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, Isabella shows up in Origins. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already made it so, very clear that Isabella shows up in Origins. She does. Hey guys, is listen. She, is she listen. the one who teaches you to be uh, an assassin? Yes. Yep. Duelist. 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 Yeah, she teaches you to be a duelist. Okay. That's Isabella, and she's mm-hmm. a, a companion in two. Yes. Um, with a very different uh, character design and... Yep. Um, she's in origins. <laughs> okay, cool. great. Uh, but I feel like, and I can't like Isabella. Is she in Dragon Age? Listen, origins? you guys, you're not listening to me yes. when I'm talking to you. I'm trying to tell you that Isabella is in Dragon Age okay, I'm origins. Done. I'm, done. I'm done with this bit. I'm done with this. Bit. I can't work like this. <laughs> I can't. Y'all are neither looking nor listening. Nobody's looking at me. I have no never listening. listened to anything. In I know. <laughs> listen to never listen to anyone or anything in my life. And that's another example that it's a lot of fucking words. It's it's so bad now. That's what I'm saying. Of uh, like, I can't think of other examples, but I know they exist of like ambiently bisexual characters in the Dragon Age universe. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I talked about that for like five entire minutes and didn't really <laughs> say anything ten. at all. There's also I, something that I discovered in my research that I didn't know because I'd never seen the scene in Dragon Age Origins is that the uh, um, the armor shop guys are a gay couple. Yes, they are. Oh, yep. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wade and Heron, like Wade of Wade in Blades Emporium, he and his, uh, the dude oh. who works there, they're a couple. Yeah, the exasperated front desk guy. I got that. Well, that's cute. I definitely mm-hmm. didn't get that. The I got last that time they I played Dragon Age Origins mm-hmm. was a while ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into the armor shop enough because I never mm-hmm. got enough Drake skin. Mine kept mm-hmm. crashing when so. I went in there. <laughs> Notoriously buggy game, yeah. Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, Alistair offered me a rose while covered in battle gore, like at the top oh, of a geez. mountain. Uh huh. That's very romantic. The I first time I, I play, me. I'm sure I talked about this, but the first There's time to do that for me in real life. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's my dream. Uh, the first time I played Dragon Age Two, uh, I didn't, I couldn't get the romance achievement because Isabella's sprite wouldn't load during the sex scene. <laughs> so <laughs> was, you were just, it was just hawk humping empty air. I it love was that. so funny, but the game also didn't register <laughs> oh that it had happened, so I didn't get an achievement for it. Oh, while Man. we're here, I can definitely talk about my fun Dragon Age glitch, which is that I can consistently date everyone all at the uh-huh. same time. I think we've talked about that. I love that you that. have a, a, a polyamory glitch. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. It, it was great. I oh. loved it in Dragon Age Origins, but Alistair and Morgan made me choose between them, and I don't know how they made me choose between them. 
because huh. that's not because that's how not that supposed shit. to be yeah. that's yeah. That in the game. game it's supposed to happen. Oh my that's wild. That's hilarious. Yeah, what the fuck? It was it was very much like the Ghost in the Machine song. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, who did you choose? Morgan. Yeah, duh. Duh. Good. I was I was a little worried. Well, Alex is a sweet baby boy, but he's no more again. <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have quite the cleavage. Yeah, he doesn't no. have the titty. Bioware really loves their titty straps. Mm-hmm. Like Jack has the one piece of tiny mm-hmm. piece of fabric that barely covers her nipples. Uh-huh. Uh, and Morgan has the titty scarf. Mm-hmm. Bioware loves that yeah. shit. <laughs> but uh, actually, that's a, a really good talking about like glitching, like glitches causing queerness, like mm-hmm. re- transitions into something else that I wanted to talk about, which is Ax- Axton from yeah, Borderlands 2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, Ooh, I um, want to talk about Borderlands So too. it started out, um, a- Axton uh, was supposed to have different lines that he'd say when reviving a male companion versus a female companion. And it, he has like a wide variety of lines that he can say, and they're kind of generated at random. At turn, yeah. but he was there was one line that was supposed to be reserved for just like reviving female, care, you know, mm-hmm. female players. And uh, he, by accident, he was also saying it to male players, which was, "Whoa, uh, do you like work out?" That's <laughs> which is great. And like the game developers just loved it, and so instead of correcting the glitch, they decided to make it canon. Yeah, in a DLC, oh, I love which that. I. That's another example of a franchise. I don't know why I wasn't talking about Borderlands Two this whole fucking time because it's probably my favorite game. Um, that that's another franchise where they never say the words gay or bisexual. I'm trying to think. I don't think they do, but there's a lot of like incidental queerness in Borderlands Too. I think it's one of the better examples of a, of a game franchise where there's a romance in the Borderlands mm-hmm. franchise, but there is in the Telltale game, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they so and like your player character doesn't really like romance anybody. You mostly mm-hmm. just shoot stuff and have a nice time. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of say NPCs and say some funny stuff and say some funny shit. Uh, there's some MP, but there's a lot of NPCs that are just incidentally queer. Um, like Sir Hammerlock, they don't like make a huge thing out of it, but like you go find his ex boyfriend's journal or whatever, or like Axton is bisexual. They just mm-hmm. made it part of canon. They were like, yeah, whatever, which I think uh, is awesome that they did that. Um, Mad Moxie is bisexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Moxie is bisexual. I think Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina is a child. Tiny uh, Tina's gay though. Is she gay? Yeah, she's thought, gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like everyone's gay in fucking Borderlands. Um, I thought it was a really interesting example of like a, a, a player character being canonically queer in a game where you can't romance anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have anything really to so do like, with. Yeah. Axton's bisexual, whether you as the player like it or not. Yeah. I love that because there are very uh-huh. few games that, for lack of a better word, force you to play as a queer person. Uh-huh. Well, you gotta, the, the, the fuck boys, you gotta make them play as queer person oh, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah the 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 you know the people um, get mad about that sort of thing mm-hmm. to tie it back to the beginning uh the fable bisexuality thing came from a very similar glitch really yeah actually uh the fact that like uh care like npcs got labeled as like straight or gay or bisexual mm-hmm. came from a glitch where like the npcs were being attracted to like too many people basically oh. <laughs> yeah it was just it was just a weird concern <laughs> That's great yeah, it was it was beautiful. So like I, I think this goes to show that computers are bisexual. Yes. Computers are bisexual. You heard it here first, folks. Whether we like it or not. Whether we like it or not. Have their own sexual preferences. Just thought of a really horrible game that I could bring up. Which is immediately which is the Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, which is I a very horrifying game. game and I, which I recommend if you want to hate yourself forever. 
Or if you're just really, really into disturbing shit. It's very um, triggering for people who have struggled with depression, uh, suicide, anxiety. See, I love horror games. Oh, me too. But the, I lost. <laughs> I lost sleep over Doki Doki Literature yeah, Club. Yeah, it's very I'm scary. Good then I've so played good. it, and it's I don't very like scary. Yeah, um, computers are bisexual, though. Yeah, yep. ties into this game. Listen, We're not going to say it. anything Point else about being. it. Um, you can play that game if you want to never sleep again. Hmm. Um, I still sleep a firm eight to nine hours every night, and I have played that game just for the record. Yeah, I, I already sleep fine sleep. now. I didn't sleep very well the night that I finished no, it. No, yeah. God no. Oofa doofa. Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched a goofy polygon playthrough of Outlast Two, and it scared the shit out of me. Like I screamed <laughs> often and yeah, loudly. It was hilarious. Um. Yeah, computers are bisexual. You heard it here first. I might. Here's a, a hot take. <laughs> guys, oh, this, hot this is like, take. This looks like it's the um, the uh, the equivalent of the film audition. Yeah, it is actually. Sort oh, well, sure. you know, Let's sort of, sort of. Except there, it involves like a lot of fourth wall breaking. Well, that's mm. cool. Well, I, I didn't want to spoil that. I didn't want to I think that's something that people should know about it. Because oh. some if if people have like issues with. Uh, like signal decay and like computers yeah yeah, yeah. Well, also yeah. just like it, which i people super have, do because like the game will make you think you're going crazy so mm-hmm. if you already have issues with that kind of thing maybe don't play it yeah yeah it's very I would, good I would love to. yeah i mean you might like it. i feel like actually which audition was was based made me feel like i was going crazy it was so mm-hmm. upsetting to me um so i'm very excited to play this game i hate <laughs> that can i watch you play it's, it it's very short um, yeah, it's good. quite short. You can definitely get through it in like a day or two. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's very, <laughs> very fucked up. <laughs> um, when I first came yeah. out as bisexual, people started immediately labeling me as a lesbian. And later I circled back around and then I was identifying as pansexual. But I think I might just be bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm also a lesbian. I think that's true. But I think I might be bisexual. Are I think you going to bring back that 1970s label? Yeah. Bisexual lesbian? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Especially. Excuse me. Oh, God, your body's rejecting it. I guess. <laughs> um, uh, especially because it's going to piss a lot of people off. And oh, as yeah. we know, yeah. uh, the more contrarian an identity is, the more likely <laughs> I am to want to hold it. Yeah. But that feels comfy to me right now. So you heard it here first. Hannah just came out again, everyone. <laughs> You're always, I'm always doing it. Love you and support you. Thanks, bud. Uh... Yeah. Wendy, is there anything else that you want to uh, share with us or say before we wrap things up? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sounded so tired. That's a great pregnant pause. I love it. I <laughs> love so a pregnant good. pause. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a little shot. Oh. <laughs> yep. It's all the way. Here it comes. <laughs> so uh, this has been If It's Gay We Play. Uh, Did you take a pregnant pause? Does that make you a furry? What? what? Oh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm so sorry, folks. This is the last episode of the podcast. We, we, we do have, have to, to cancel it. We have to burn the uh, We down. do have to burn uh, Aaron. down Aaron. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and Hale and I can't produce for shit. So. Yeah, so we do. That's it. Podcast is over. Aaron well. killed it with that joke, so sorry about it. You can find no us. At, uh, you be a furry. We don't give a shit. Yeah, we we love. It was just that was such a terrible pun yeah, that I wanted to die. Yeah. Um, um. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Gay Gamers with a Z. Uh, on Facebook and Twitter under that too. Um, I've really been using Twitter because 
I have. Twitter's I have it. Um, because they like keep not banning Nazis or whatever, and they yeah, that's suspended upsetting. Al Riggs' account because Al Riggs tweeted, uh, "Kick a turf in the shins." Yeah, rightfully so. That's they, all he said. Yeah, he was like, "Kick yeah. a turf in the shins," and then they suspended his account for hate speech. Yeah, because they were like, "This is um, using terms that uh, could be used as hurtful." Could whatever. Anyway, yeah, not a fan of Twitter. Uh, right now. You can email us at uh, if it's gay we play at gmail Tell us if you hate us. Tell us if you love us. Nothing in between. Yep. Uh, you can find Wendy on Instagram at Villain Salon Arts. Wendy dot Villain Salon. Wendy d- Wendy dot Villain Salon. And I would note Villain is spelled V I L L A I N, not I A N. I have yeah. trouble with that one. It's Villain, not Villain. Villain Salon. Uh, you can find Wendy there. Um, and look at her super rad hair. If you're in the Denver area, check her out. Yeah. What's your URL? For your website. Oh, it's uh, www.villainsalondenver.com. Mm-hmm. Wendy does book very good hair. Through her website. Yes. Uh, you can. You should. You can and should book a hair appointment. Uh, let Wendy know if you heard about her through the podcast. That'd be super Yeah, that'd rad. be so yeah. cool. And my space is private. It's a single room salon. So if you don't, if you're in a situation where you don't want to be seen uh, in your, in a certain gender presentation, um, I can pull down the blinds and it's totally private. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let me mm-hmm. just say, I, I trust the fuck out of Wendy with my transgender hair, and I would recommend <laughs> her to any other yeah. person who has trans hair. Listen, um, if you're queer and you have hair, Wendy's your gal. Yeah, she, she's a safe friend, trusted ally. She's a trusted ally. And a, and local, a member of the queer community. A local bisexual of note. Yes. <laughs> um, that's, Thank you for being on the podcast, Yeah, thanks Wendy. for being on the thanks podcast, for Wendy. Um, that's probably all the things that we have to say, probably. I think. Uh, we can all finish masturbating. Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, damn it! I oh, ruined it! Oh, I got it! Oh, dang it! Oh, I, can't, I can't finish unless everyone knows about it. <laughs> I can't finish if people do! Oh, well, shoot. Damn it! Um, that's... Hi, Charles! Hi, Charles! No. Um, hey, listen. Keep, uh, keep playing gay. Keep being games. And fuck shit up. And kick a turf in the shins. Uh, we love you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.